Thank you. Welcome to Schmears the Deal. I'm Nick Feynman here with Jake Seawalk. Jake, where are we today? We are at the very lovely Tompkins Square the Bagels. Esteemed, esteemed uh, <laughs> Tompkins Square we're, Bagels. We're in between 10th and 11th on Avenue A on what is, I think, by all means, a perfect spring morning. It's beautiful. Yes. It's um, beautiful. We're, we're joined by a good friend of ours. And friend a, of the a show. A good friend of Chris the show. Puglisi. Yes, hi. How you doing? So uh, on today's show, we're going to interview Chris, talk to him a little bit about the craze that is the weekends here. For, for clarification, Chris is the owner the of owner Tompkins, Tompkins Square Bagels. Sorry, and he's been on the show before, but this is... Well, last time he was on, there was Novocaine involved. <laughs> right? was just involved. T- Valium yeah. involved. Oh, he undersold <laughs> that a little bit. Anyway, on today's show, we have an interview with Chris. We're going to do Mention Schmuck of the Week, as we always do. A review of The Jungle Book, which we both saw last night, which we is a great movie. Night. Jake is a mess. He just bought. He just bit into the Weezer bagel, which we'll talk it is about delightful. a little bit. Um, then we're gonna break down, I guess, the U.S. versus the rest of the world. How the U.S. views itself, well, how it should view itself. I mean, that's a funny way of putting it. But it's I mean, kind of ironic. That's kind of how it is. Uh, and then we'll get a final toast, and then we'll get out of here. But our first segment is our interview with Chris Puglisi. Chris, what's up? Hey there. Welcome. Thanks how for you coming. Doing? Very, very good. Chris gave us a spread of bagels. I can only like. Yes. For, so uh, we ordered we ordered the we Weezer. Have five different, four different bagels. So the Weezer the Weezer is eggs, cream cheese, chorizo, bacon, uh, cheddar. On we did on everything bagel. We have the famed. It's it's not kosher. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the kosher the kosher roots of the show. Immediately. We bless it before we send it out. <laughs> yeah, we give it a little blessing. And then we uh, we have the traditional locks with scallion schmear. We always get, and then we have the esteemed, I guess, sort of famous everything or French toast bagel with birthday cake. I'm pretty excited to try that. So yeah, we've we've dessert. seen that a lot. We've heard a lot about that. Did you mention this one? And I just oh yes, sorry. And so we um, we Chris just pulled out like a as fresh as you could possibly eat sesame bagel. For that us. was that was out it's when actually five minutes ago. So good, yeah. just plain and fresh. It's absolutely. I threw absolutely that. I delicious. baked that bagel actually. Oh, it's awesome. I threw it in before you guys. How long, how long does it take, once you get a bagel in the oven, how long does it take to get uh, to get to that? Uh, 10, 11 minutes. 10, okay. Yeah, two or three minutes on the board, give the board a little flip, and then another seven minutes, pull it out. What, um, could you just so, so the scene around us, we're sort of at the back of Tompkins Square Bagels across from where the oven is. The line is essentially out the door. It was out the door. <laughs> yeah. How and it was actually even longer when we got here. Well, then people people showed we were saw we were here and turned away. They turned, turned away, away immediately. At our hideous what? <laughs> what? How many people do you serve on? Uh, we're here on a Sunday, but I, you know, I've never stopped to, to try to figure it out. I just go to work, uh, put my head down, <laughs> and just hope. You're kind of like in the wind tunnel, yeah. And I hope I get through it. But and so, do it which again. is the bigger day, Saturday or Sundays for you? It Sunday is probably the bigger day. Mm-hmm. I have to say, never in a million, like, gazillion years did I ever think I would have crowds anywhere near this size. Is it fun? It's a lot of fun. It's like going, it's like being a kid getting ready for your Little League baseball games, you know. But you don't, but you don't identify yourself as the owner, right? No, I never. You just kind of sit in the back and watch, or you, what do you do? I work. I I love working. I love being in the store, being part of the action. I I bake bagels. I I go do the register. I take orders. awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's a good way to gauge, like, what, what people want, how they're feeling, what the mood is, what's selling, what's not selling, you know. So what do you think the most ordered bagel is here, just from your experience being at the register? I think that the everything bagel by far is the most ordered bagel, most popular bagel. That makes sense. What, yeah. Is there a sandwich that's the most popular? 
uh, Sunday, uh, Saturday, Sunday, a lot of egg sandwiches, a lot of breakfast sandwiches, a lot of Weezers. Which is what we're eating. One of the messier bagel sandwiches. Listen, I'm, to begin with, not a good eater. This yes, is a, me either. <laughs> a struggle for me, despite its It's almost ironic we decided to do this podcast just because basically neither of us can eat neither a bagel. Neither of us are good at eating. <laughs> you guys don't look hungover like most of my It's because Sunday we spent cut. our evening last night in the movie together. Uh, okay. Watching The Jungle Book because we're right. reviewing it today. <laughs> okay. But yeah, a lot of the clientele here, there's a girl... To the right of us, that is chugging a Gatorade. That is, a Gatorade. she is hurting. She can't even stand. People and possibly like, still drunk. Yeah, 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 possibly. Yeah, you know, but yeah. I mean, it benef- benefits you guys. So, yeah, how do you prepare for something for like the rush like this? Um, a lot of work goes into this. Uh, all week we're getting ready for this. Uh, Friday, Saturday night, we're really, really gearing up for this. Um, we kind of have like a team game plan posted on the the staff board downstairs of how we're going to handle things. What, what was the game plan? Do you have like an inspirational quote? Like play um, great today. I, ba- basically, what I tell all of my guys is, we are in the happiness business. I think that's like our main quote. Like we're we're in the happiness business. You're starting your day here. You're starting your weekend here. We yeah. want you to go out with a smile, and we will do whatever it takes to make to you get, happy. To yeah. get you in. Yeah. How much of that is just the staff itself, just kind of having a good time? Yeah, the staff has to. It's like we kind of try to have like a big party here, uh, but staff having a good time. We're also checking to make sure people are happy. We're checking the crowd. If they're, if we see that same face waiting too long, you know, we'll ask them, what, what are you waiting for? And boom, your priority, we go get it. Mistakes, fix them on the spot, don't ask questions, like things like that. How many people are here working at the store this morning? I, for, the, for the pack store. Right? Yeah, th- that's a good question. Uh, right now, I have a, a, on Saturday, Sunday, we'll have about 20, 25 wow. people. That's, wow, that's a lot of. That's a lot. And you got to think these guys, I mean, that they're dedicated. These are people going to sleep early. They're not going out right. Saturday, Sunday night. They're getting up, you know, 3, 4 in the morning to get here. They're giving you their Saturday and Sunday. What and time th- do you guys open on the weekends? We have people in here at uh, 4 a.m. We open the doors at 7 a.m. As, as as the person that's kind of running that team, does that mean a lot to you to have that kind of dedication from your staff? I, I, I love it. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I just stand here and just look out, and it's it's like... I have to imagine yeah, that early awesome. before the crowd comes and everyone's just kind of getting into gear, that it's probably a pretty beautiful thing to watch. It's pretty cool. It's fun to sit in here before it... You know, exactly. like you're saying, yeah. yeah. And just I'd love to come. That'd be yeah, awesome we should to come check out. Yeah, we should man. actually do it. It's, good. it's awesome. Yeah. Um, has there ever been just like a serious problem that you've had to overcome? Oh yeah, on a, on a weekend. What, what did that look like? Yeah, I mean, we've had our oven go down. We've had uh, gas. What do you, What do you do in a situation like that? The ovens? Do you close? Do you close the store? Or do you? Uh, well, we we do our best to get it back up. I have some guys in here who know how to work on ovens. I'm lucky, uh, right. and we do it. We do our best to get it back up, right. and then uh, we just you know we keep grind it out we might open late but we get open just kind of keep chugging yes can i ask just because it's something i've sort of wondered here always why no backyard you guys have such a nice backyard but no one's allowed back there (laughs) (laughs) we have a uh, grumpy neighbor who uh uh, you know a little secret uh no backyards in the east village are actually legal uh Uh. there's no zoning for for uh, commercial spaces to use backyards in the east village um i happen to have the one neighbor who complains about it and shuts you down so yeah we Gotcha. So because it looks like you painted it, and it's almost like I've always wanted. It's been like the biggest tease to me, yep. um, especially on a day like this, which is a beautiful. Put a lot of work into. We had a local graffiti artist named Chico, who's an old school East Village <laughs> guy. Yeah, he came in, did a beautiful mural. Uh, we just put a lot of work into that, but maybe we'll we'll, we'll get it open. 
hopefully one day grumpy neighbor departs the neighborhood. <laughs> 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 yeah. Grumpy neighbor is rent controlled, so I don't think he's oh, going no. anywhere. Oh yeah. no, that is an absolute killer. That's he's bad, been here since for the seventies. Oh wow, yeah, really grump, literally. Yes. So yes. yes. Um, you're working on the new space. We are. When does it open again? The new? It's on Second Avenue, right? Yeah, second between uh, 11 and 12, so I can run back and forth. And uh, <laughs> we should be open in June. Is there hopefully. a backyard there? What does the shop look like? Is there it was a backyard, but I actually extended the building and built it out with a skylight. Oh, uh, because it's not legal. It's just yeah, yeah, so we'll have a little room back there with now, light coming in. Have you started your running training? For Sunday mornings, <laughs> over there, when you need to just be running <laughs> yeah. back, and forth back and forth in the madness that is Sunday morning at Tom's. I'm a runner Vegas. anyway, and I actually run a lot here. I'm all over the place here. I'm upstairs, downstairs. I'm at the oven. I'm, I'm slicing bagels. How so. how crazy do you think it's going to be when when you have two locations to to try and handle? Uh, you don't want to wrap your head around <laughs> it yet. It's what it kind of no. seems like. Kind of um, seems like you want to cross that bridge yeah. when it comes. I'm worried about my marriage, actually. <laughs> if uh, yeah, we, you know, I'm worried. It's a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of work. But it's, I imagine it's all good work. Work that you're happy to be doing. It's good work and it's fun work. But bagel stores. It's the reason why you see very few bagel stores in New York. Like you'll see a million pizza places. Right. But a bagel store, you need a huge staff. It's a lot of physical work. It's a. Lot, it's so much easier to just open a cafe and get everything sent to well, you. Right. You well, and a it takes so you can just kind of make and throw it and put it in the oven kind of carelessly. And you have to Bagels, put it's what, a three-day process in total? Two-day process? Yeah, it's a two- or three-day process. Right, there's, a, there's a lot of care and attention put into it. Yeah. Um, so we had a debate last week. You might have heard. Um, we called it the great breakfast debate. I wanted to get you to weigh in as a okay. breakfast expert. It doesn't involve bagels because right. we, we thought that would be a little unfair. We would both want to choose bagels. Do you prefer waffles, French toast, or pancakes? I heard this, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Pancakes all the way. What? Got to be pancakes. Oh, yeah. Considering I won Love that it. debate, that's <laughs> yeah. astonishing. I, I took waffles for those. Listen, that didn't. just because you won doesn't mean that I didn't convince some people, yeah. or it's possible that Chris I think, just likes I think Chris pancakes just took, more. Or well, just took pity on you. I Do mean, you have what, reasoning behind? Uh, I think, well, like, I heard this this show where you were talking about your love for Barney's Greengrass. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think a lot of this stuff, including, like, Best Bagel, it, it's, a tied to, it's tied to memories and childhood feelings. That is exactly and, right. Yeah, so, I mean, my mom made pancakes. We didn't have a waffle iron. <laughs> you know, we didn't have one in the house. So we had a lot of pancakes, and I just have good memories. Any specific type of pancake? Uh, definitely the blueberry pancake with some maple syrup. And you guys make pancakes here. You do we little do. Little known. Jake and I were actually just talking about that because you see everyone bringing bagels out of here, but you yeah. have full. Yeah, we do. We do. Mostly for me. I don't think anyone ever orders them. Yeah, I was, that's what I was going to ask <laughs> is how often do people order pancakes it, or French toast? Very rarely. Very rarely. French toast bagel, which we basically tried to I'm rep. Excited to we're going we're to try it as our what we would normally eat as our dessert segment, so the yeah. third segment. Yeah, that's what it is. Them. I mean, we tried to replicate French toast. We make the dough downstairs, and in the dough we put uh, eggs, brown sugar, cinnamon, butter, like everything you would put in right. French toast, mixed it all up. What do you? Some some bagel purists I've heard do not like the sweet bagel trend at all. What do you say to I, those haters? I guess because it's a big seller for you guys. I think, um, I mean, just for me, like I said in the beginning, I'm in the happiness business. Yeah, absolutely. All I want to do is make people happy. I think, I think that's completely understandable. Yeah. Understand. Correct. To, to even bagel and purist in the same sentence to me is kind of weird. Like the bagel right. is the most unpretentious thing you could have in New York. It's a right. bagel. Right. So. Yeah, All right. You know. Well, I think that's going to wrap up our interview. Thank you yeah. so much yeah, for yeah. sitting down to Chris, talk with us. Chris, it's really 
always, always so much fun to be here. Love really, very, very So we're going to go to break. Uh, we'll come back with Mention Schmuck of the Week in our Jungle Book review. Oh, yeah. This is Schmears the Deal. I went into this restaurant in New Orleans called Coops. When it's in the bathroom, huge rat in the bathroom of Coops. Rat looked at me like, what are you doing here? That was his vibe. It was very negative. Very negative vibe. Also, I'm just assuming that it was a he. I think rats are dudes. That's a dude trait to be a rat. All rats are dudes. Unless he's giving birth right there. Yeah, okay. That might be a lady rat. Or it could be a dude rat playing an elaborate trick on us. You never know. Rats are rats. Welcome back to Schmears the Deal. I'm Jake Seawalk, still at Tompkins Square Bagels with my good friend <laughs> Nick Feynman. It's been a blast so far. It's man. been a blast so far. It's we're this is the most crowded a store has been that we've been recording in. Well, we're trading. We're changing days. We're recording. We are changing. Days. We want to see. This is the right time to see a bagel store, though. I mean, we enjoyed seeing I it agree. during the week, but this is all. Basically, all cylinders have to be firing for yeah. them to pull off something. I mean, they're they're what probably. 500 people have cycled we've through here since we've been, been sitting here. It's been we've crazy. also <laughs> we've eaten a lot of bagels. We finished the Weezer. Yeah, I'm on the scallion and lots. We're gonna knock out. The, let's knock out all these bagels. Oh oh oh! You almost dropped so much schmear oh, on your notes. Also. <laughs> all right. Um, well, let's this this brings us to our recurring segment. Mention schmuck in the week. So here it is. Let's. I think a mint is. Like a superhero. Those were the days when I was just a poor schmuck. They're looking at him like, what a schmuck. Thank you, Donald. Thanks, Don. Um, I guess good luck on Tuesday. I mean, he's like a weirdly very involved in this show. He I is. Yeah. Who you got, Jake? Jake has mentioned this week. I have Kobe Bryant as the mention of the week. Uh, well, we're doing two he sports. He is... 37 years old, playing in his last NBA game, yeah, what and a, just gave all of his fans such an amazing treat. Went out with 60 points. He took 50 shots, I think? Took 50 shots, which is a record for most shots in a game. And brought, so the, Lake, had a and brought, brought the Lakers back from 10 down with like two minutes or less left and won the game. I grew up a Fairweather Lakers fan. I really. My mom's from LA. Well, I guess St. Louis does. My mom's Jake's from LA, from and there's no NBA team in St. Louis, and so when the Lakers were good, I was cheering for them. And okay. I grew up, I grew up mostly a big Kobe fan, and so watching this was uh, really cool for me. It was amazing. I watched. I watched the whole second. It half. was really. Was, he scored 17 straight points at one time. Well, br- he and literally bringing he took, the Lakers back. Hold on. Okay, just to push back a tiny bit. He took every shot up the floor. It was either he was going to score or no fair, one was going to score. He shot 44%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like but he was still he shot the ball well. You think he, he could he, walk the next day? Cuz he was hurting. He all must have season. been hurting, but <laughs> but he I mean he it wasn't he took a lot of shots, but he was shooting he was shooting the ball well. He was. Especially in the fourth quarter, he was making everything he was taking. Uh so my I'm going to move on to Schmuck. I think that's fair. But congratulations I've, I've to covered Kobe. it basically. Um my Schmuck is also LA sports related. The Los Angeles Rams, oh. they traded yeah. every pick they like had well, to they get the first pick. over your Redskins okay, well, so, a few years ago, and then so, they just wasted all of it. But that is why they're the schmucks, because they made fun of the Reds. So the Redskins traded three first-round picks for RG3 back in the day. Not a good call by us. No. <laughs> at all. But the Rams like ripped us for years. They At one point, all the captains versus the Redskins were all the picks they took, basically, with with the RG3 trade, and now they go around and do the same thing, maybe worse. 
I think it's probably worse. It's insane. And just for a QB, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it'll work out great for them. But I doubt it. I doubt it also. All right. Um, so let's move on to our movie review. Jake and I saw The Jungle Book last night. We saw night. it together. Was this the opening weekend? This is the opening weekend, right? Yeah, it came out on Friday. Um, it's directed by John Favreau. Yeah, little little synopsis. It stars uh, Neil Sethi as Mowgli, as the only live-action character. I thought he was great. He was great. And then it stars Bill Murray and Chris Walken and Idris Elba and Lupita Nyong'o and uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Right. As And uh, Ben Kingsley as a pretty all-star voice cast. Yeah. I, I love Ben Kingsley's voice, by the way. As soon as he came on the screen, I was like, hell yeah. He has the most regal voice. In the I w- should say Sir Ben Kingsley. Yeah, it is Sir Ben Kingsley. It is Sir Ben Kingsley. Has Idris Elba, he hasn't been knighted yet. I hope Give he him like 20 years. That's a, I'm, I'm going to be a big... He'll be the mensch of the week. When what did you think of them? So we saw it in IMAX 3D at Lincoln Square, Holy. which is an amazing theater. You had never been to that theater. It's my favorite theater that in the world. That is one of the craziest movie experiences I've ever been through. It's a really incredibly engaging screen. The screen and the projection system and the sound system really... Uh, Elevate movies kind of to a next level. Well, this was this was a weird thing. We saw it in 3D IMAX. I am not a. I hate 3D movies for the most part. They. You even told me as we were walking in. And I you was asked like, me if it was in 3D, it. and I said yes. And you said because they get oh. handed the glasses and right. like the whole thing. I think. Well, first of all, I think the three we had the we talked about VR uh, virtual reality. Yeah, we talked the about debate about it. Ago. Maybe a couple months ago now. Not even a couple months ago. But I think this ties in. People, they like companies vastly overestimate how much people want like glasses on their face during a situation, and that I think ties into this. This movie is the only movie I've ever seen where it was amazing almost because of the 3D. I mean, it, did you see Avatar in 3D? I did, and it was I thought sim- Avatar was similar. It was a similar thing in 3D enhanced the world. It wasn't gimmicky. It wasn't like arrows flying at you, although that happens in Avatar. It was. It made. It heightened everything, which I think is. And I be think that that's what happened in Jungle, Jungle Book. Was one of the more visually stunning experiences I've had in a very it was long amazing. time. It was um, amazing. John Favreau is just the absolute man. So I think we were talking about this last night. I didn't know he was that talented. He's a very talented director. He's very creative. More than anything, he is just well, a. What are, you were. Ta- what else has he directed? Uh, he directed. He wrote and directed Chef. He directed which Iron I loved. Um, and more than anything, he's just an incredibly smart person. And, and especially in the movie-making business, there aren't enough people that are but like that. But he looks really dumb. But he, you said this at the movie last Which night. Which is why I... Maybe. I, no, but he does. He I don't think so. Like, look at this. Look at this. No, the thing, but the thing is, I've heard him talk enough times that that's no longer the way I I'm, My perception like, after this movie was completely changed. He is an incredibly, incredibly sharp guy, and he knows... Exactly, and, and if you watch any interviews with him about this movie, he knows he knew exactly how to put the right team together to make this. It was great. There were four four units direct on on that movie, and what they were mean? all functioning. So you had the live action unit, you had the CGI unit. I'm going to see if I can name all of them. I'm not going to be able to. You had the B real footage unit, and there was one more. What that is B real footage? What is that? Like all of just shooting nature essentially, oh, okay. um, and so, so he's he's orchestrating this kind of four-team project, and it does it pretty crazy. good. It was, good. and the CGI was amazing. It's I mean, the 3D enhanced it, but all the all the animals who are talking and in it almost continuously the, are... The reason why I liked it so much is because it's based on one of my favorite books of all time uh, by Rudyard Kipling. It's actually two books. And did you like the original movie? The original movie's fine. I think the original movie is um, really different than the source material. 
and this is like really a, a thriller. I thought this took it it's to the next thriller. level. Personally. It's a thriller. It's an action thriller almost, and that's kind of what the book is. And what I, what I really liked about it so much was that it was very episodic, this movie. And that's just how the it book was. is. The, the book is this collection of short stories. Oh, okay. About, about, about Mowgli, Mowgli and the jungle. And that's how the movie plays was a new chapter. Even there's this. one scene with Scarlett Johansson where she's Ka, the snake. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how it is in the, in the books. It's just one chapter with Ka. Can, the thing is about, well, I actually really didn't like Scarlett Johansson in this. Interesting. I thought I, when I heard she was cast, it was one of the reasons why I wanted to see the movie. She was so amazing as her at just the, as just the voice. To me, I it wasn't was great. It wasn't as captivating in this situation. I don't know why. Ooh, interesting. I, I thought I thought it was well written. What she was saying, the, it was interesting, but it wasn't. I she has. I think she has such a hypnotizing voice, and that was the entire idea. But I thought. But you put her next to you know Ben Kingsley's voice, or it's pretty. Those are all. It isn't. It isn't just her, and isn't. I will just, say, Chris Walken as. I was going to Louis was un- the highlight real highlight of uh, Chris just passed us a note. He's asking if we want to seed and board some bagels. Maybe in a little when we're done when we're done recording. Thank I would, you. I would love to. Dude, Chris is the man. Chris is the man. <laughs> Chris is one of the, the nicest people I've ever met. It's amazing. Amazing. And I'm so glad this shop does as well as it does yeah. because of that. Uh, but anyway, Chris Walken Unreal. in the movie. It was singing He's the wanna be like, right? singing "Wanna Be Like You" is one of the, the movie, highlights the of my life. The movie, not had just two the movie. Christopher Walken numbers. It's the same song in the credits. The yeah, and then there's also a Bill Murray number. Oh, if you're watch, just PSA. If you're gonna go watch this movie, which you should, don't leave before the credits. Yeah, the Stay credits are am- the, the credits, credits sequence are one of my favorite is part. amazing. Uh, what did you not? What did you not like in this movie? Honestly, nothing. Really? I thought it was so good. I don't know. I didn't. I thought Mowgli, he was good. The actor, what's his name again? Neil Sethi. Neil Sethi. He was great. Obviously, young kid. Part of Some parts came off a little awkward. I know he's acting towards CGI. He's, yeah, he's, I thought he was great. I th- honestly loved the and whole thing. He, I, loved I don't want to give it. too much away, but they uh, they talk about fire a little too much for my... They call it the red flower, they do, which but that's, pissed me off. And it's the books. Still. Okay, fine. But I, I liked it. What, what, uh, what number did you give this? Nine and a half. Wow, that's the highest you've given, isn't it? I think I gave Zootopia something along that. I think you gave Zootopia a 10. I think I did, I might too. Have. Zoot- by the way, this is back-to-back talking kids animal movies. movies. Talking animal kids movies. <laughs> really, what would you really give bringing it? it down. 8 out of 10. Oh, that's low, man. I loved it. No, that's for that's a good, that's really low. good movie. I give it a 9.5. I have every intention of it. It was interesting. Actually, I, Jake and I were talking about this, but the New York Times ripped it. I don't there agree with that at all. There were a few people that ripped it, and they then everyone it else like loved a, it lame version basically or an unnecessary version of the original which i pretty hardly disagree with uh, last thing what do you think of bill murray who was baloo i love i loved it i love bill murray's one of my favorite people on the planet really but i think he's a little bit of an ass but yeah but he's per so is baloo that's true all right um i think that's gonna wrap up our review take it into the next segment baby yeah uh we'll be back with uh the sort of u.s versus world debate where does the u.s see itself where is it actually where do where how does the world view the united states etc right and the final toast uh this is schmears the deal and so they always send the postmaster general out he always has to make a big speech about how what tough time that they're having and he comes out and he's freaked out he's got rings under the eyes no shave pulling all-nighters we can't do it anymore we gotta go up a penny on the stamps there's no way around it we're trying to get some breathing room. The cost and the infrastructure. And we're all like, hey, dude, do whatever you got to do. We don't give a damn. What is a stamp anyway? We don't even know what it costs. 
43, 48, make it a buck. You're gonna get there. If you have some money left over, buy yourself some pants and a real car. Welcome back to Schmears the Deal. Welcome I'm back. Nick Feynman. He's still Jake Seawalk. I am. We are still at Tompkins Square Bagels. We are. We're uh, third segment, dessert segment. Ooh. This week, Ooh. This week we're trying the famed Tompkins Square Bagel French toast with cream cheese. What do you think? Birthday cake cream cheese. You just spit into it. To me, I, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the sweet bagel. As a dessert, it's really good. It's good. It tastes like the cream cheese birthday cake is sort of like a uh, cheesecake icing. Almost. It really is. I think it's... It's very sweet. Dope. It is, I, I tend not to like sweet things very much. And people usually give me quizzical looks when I say that. But really? No, I agree with that. Uh, it is very good. I'll eat definitely over half of this. I mean, I think, though, if you come here and you're just ordering this, that's kind of crazy to me. I will say, guaranteed 100 likes on your Insta feed. <laughs> I think it our most liked photos. This is a dope-looking bagel. So it's pretty cool. I, I, I think one time we're gonna have to break down the sweet versus savory bagel just as a debate because I mean, <clears throat> I think that we both would recognize that savory is the way, bagel-wise. I agree, but but I think it's an interesting topic. So it is another interesting topic. We'll you were you were gone. We took a week off from from Shmir's the deal. You were in Asia, and that kind of inspired this topic. Um, your travels did so I'll let you intro it yeah so abroad obviously people have a very different view of excuse me that French toast bagel is not easy to eat (laughs) people have a very different view of the US's place in the world than the US does Um, dramatically different I would say we are sort of famously overconfident in the world very nationalistic I would say that that there are a number of things we've done that really prove that I so what happened? Here's what happened. I was on a flight to Hong Kong. The Newark airport caught on fire. <laughs> U.S. problem number one. Okay. <laughs> then on the way back, you go through the Hong Kong airport is the most efficient place you've ever been. Really? You go through everything, customs, customs, security, all that stuff, like 30 minutes, maybe tops. Wow. If you're like, if it's like really packed, you land in the U.S. At JFK, yeah, takes, and you're in line forever. for two and a half hours. Yeah, I landed. I was miserable. You gotta get that global entry. Even Although if I don't have, have it, even I don't have it. But even if you do have it, it's still a long line. I've saw Is people it? that had yeah. it. Yeah, they were there more than an hour themselves. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, actually, sort of interesting talking about global entry. So global entry here, it's you also have to apply, like pay a fee, do interviews. Yeah. In Hong Kong, you're just issued a card. Every person, every citizen, just gets a card. It's also like, by the time you have returned from travel, it is. The last thing you want to be is doing. be in like a sweaty room at JFK. Yeah, the last thing you want to do. So anyway, it um, I sort of just wanted to take a look at the U.S. in the world because even in Asia, where the U.S. is still pretty popular, versus if you're in Europe, there's a lot of negativity. It's pretty clear at this point, and through the presidential election, that <laughs> I told you the French toast bagel is hard to eat. Jake just had like a piece like splinter off, you could say. Yo, it's dope though. It's good. Um, through the presidential election, with everything else, I would just say I think it's abundantly clear the U.S. really has no idea where it stands in the world and just sort of exudes greatness. And we have, there are certain things we're great at. We're great in the military. We're actually, if you didn't know this, we are number two ranked com- uh, country in being ignorant. Here's what I would we don't, say. No one knows any statistics. Very frequently, there are large crowds of people that will chant USA, USA, 
you will never go to England and hear them chanting about their own country. It doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. That it's is an ex- teams and stuff exclusively like that. a USA thing. No one in any other country. Wow, some dude is just. It's just All this, like, over Virginia, the place. Virginia bro who's literally... He was just banging Nick's computer around like it, he doesn't give two shits about well, no, anything. I just think he has no spatial awareness. It's he has a humongous tush. <laughs> humongous tush. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. He, uh, yeah. Maybe he doesn't he realize that. He also may know that we're talking about yeah, that's him right fine. now. That's fine. Um, Shouldn't be knocking around shit. I would say that's a Rafi Lowenstein tush right there. A I, famously, I can't speak to it. A famously large badonk. <laughs> Back to the U.S. U.S. Back versus the, the world. Is it so? Do you what do you think spawned this? I mean, even like the Trump, even the Trump debate right now, the Make America Great debate, has is a part of this. It's like it's hard to say, honestly, um, because you know we weren't around before we were born, <laughs> and Fair. and so it's hard for me to really pin down whether or not it's a new thing, or whether it's you know it's like it, in the fifties. I don't know if people were were like this or not, and so it's hard for. It's hard for me to pin down whether or not it's a new trend because it's been around certainly as, as long as I can remember this kind of we're the best, we're great attitude. And I don't know. I, it's hard for me to say whether or not it's new. Do you think the U.S. is insecure as a country? One million percent, <laughs> so yes. So insecure. In a, in a lot of ways, in a lot of really serious ways also. Like in a lot of self-damaging, self-inflicting yeah. ways, we're insecure. Um, and... I think that that's actually a, a humongous problem. I think that that's kind of what's led to uh, the, li- the rise of Trump. Actually, is an is a national sense of uh, insecurity um, on a lot of different rev- on a lot of different levels. Um, it's surprising. Every time I look at it, though, it's shocking to me how low we are in the education realm. Yeah, like it's pretty pretty amazing to me. Like how Very can, low. how can the U.S., which claims to be you know the top, co- we always claim we're the top country in the world. How can we be 24th in literacy rates? This is a very different argument. One that but I'm it, happy but it to tie, have. But it, ties in, but it ties into it. I mean, it's... Right. And it ties into the, like, that. So that stat, the second most ignorant, is that basically people here don't know where we stand in the world. They don't know They just assume rates. we're the best. They just assume there's we're a, the best. There's a but, great by episode the way, only, of The Office. Only Italy is more ignorant than us. Which really? Which I think is hilarious. That is pretty funny. <laughs> um, there's a great episode of The Office where Michael Scott realizes that everything is made in China. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, if you haven't seen it, would can, would highly recommend it. Um, it's funny you say Italy because I was going to tell uh, a story. I went to Italy with my at my high school. At, there's a, a small but kind of cultish Latin department, and every year they send. A, what are you laughing at? We're just getting real niche into burrows. I love it. I'm getting real niche into burrows. Um, they would send a group of Latin students to Italy. And we went. I so don't you were you took Latin. That was your for six years. I took Latin, and wow. junior year because Burroughs is seventh or twelve. So I took it all six years, and junior year. Yeah, it was junior year. Junior year spring break. I went to Italy with a, with a lot of my classmates. Where in Italy? Uh, Rome and Naples. Okay. And we had a few kids on our trip that were just like the most um, like you could the most American. Un- Bearable to be with them in public, and it was the first time I really realized that there are people that think that they're so much better than everyone else simply based on the fact that they're American. I so I struggle with this because I literally am a giant American guy. Like it's very hard for me to 
blend into situations. When I'm abroad, no matter what I do, I'm just that like American guy, and it kills me because it's not intentional. So it d- maybe it's not intentional. For depend- those no, this was definitely intentional. Like really? there was a kid named. Should I, can I use a real name? Yeah. There's someone named Tyler Moon on this trip. Dude, we just trashed the guy standing next to us. Uh, that's <laughs> fair. There was a kid named Tyler Moon on this trip that would literally just like walk in front of cars as they were driving, and then they would honk them, and he would just go, "Murica." Oh, So Jesus. that's intentional. Yeah, it's tough. It was really tough being around him, and I, I it's... Like, what do you think it'll take for the U.S. to realize our play? You know where... One, another interesting stat it, that's I sort a great, of dug up. That's a great question, by the well, way. Another sort of interesting stat I dug up. You know, we're obsessed. We are, you know, created the internet, you know, Silicon Valley, all that stuff. We're 33rd in download rates on average in the world. That's insane to me. Like, like it's stuff like that. Like, how can yeah. we not be number one in that? I don't know. But what, is it, but what does it take the U.S. <laughs> to realize? Is it someone like Trump that... No. Because I, he's that's preaching the opposite, that the, No, think. but he's preaching that the U.S. isn't great anymore. Right. That's like his whole, sh- literally his whole campaign slogan. I mean, I'd like to think that there are other ways for us to realize it. <laughs> I, I hope that Trump isn't the only way for us to realize right. that we're an overly... He, by the way, might be the most, like, stereotypical American, Yeah, like, in that circumstance I've ever, I've ever seen. That, you know, you ask a great question. I think it's hard. Um, I think that what will real I think the only thing is as more and more people begin to realize that we've fallen behind in a lot of independent right. and completely separate categories that people will realize that we're um, not really taking care of ourselves. Okay. All right. So I think I think as you see that ignorance it, they're inversely correlated. So I think as you see the ignorance ranking drop, you'll see all the other ratings go up. Yeah, I don't and I think the media has a big part to play in it. I mean, I think there are always stories about how U.S. literacy is going down, education rates are worse, all that stuff. But it's something that's important for people to know. Yeah, I agree. That, you know, we work very hard as a country at a lot of things, but it would be nice to have, a, you know, well-educated people. Should we, are we both, do we both just join the Trump train? <laughs> <laughs> no, although no, I love, didn't. I do love his, uh, the way he says schmuck. It really, really helps it us. It does help us so much. Right. All right, uh, with that, you want to move on to the final toast? Let's move on to the final toast. Here it is, the final toast. All right, who are you uh, pouring some champagne to? I am pouring some champagne to the 1967 cartoon version of The Jungle Book. Yeah, it is no yeah, longer yeah. the best version, no longer the best movie version of, it was of a The good Jungle movie. Book. I think you're overplaying it a little bit. It was good. It was very good. It's better than the For cartoon. For all the movies I know that I think are very good that you hate on, I'm su- I'm kind of surprised how much. It's you because love. I like the book so much. Okay, so it's a little a little biased, you'd say. I would say more than a little biased. I'd say very biased. Who are you toasting? Uh, I am toasting Game of Thrones. Comes back this week. I am. So you're excited. toasting the wait, the, the, wait. the off season it's of done. the Thrones off season. And uh, you know, shout out to the viewers. People, people are really devoted. I'm also going to final toast. I have a second final toast. I'm final toasting <laughs> Manhattan. Okay. I'm leaving Manhattan. Jake I'm, is I'm, leaving I'm, Manhattan. The next time we record, I will no longer be a Manhattanite. I will be a, a Brooklyner. Isn't so. it, is it Brooklyner or Brooklynite? I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't live there yet. <laughs> <laughs> Jake will report back and tell us. Uh, uh, regarding Game of Thrones, though, we're going to be doing recaps uh, and, and, I guess, look ahead um, every Thursday going forward and for those of you wondering we are now releasing on mondays which we're excited about yeah again. we are uh, really excited about that's going to do it for us big thank you to chris Puglisi, Huge everyone thanks. at tompkins square bagels this place is great 
check out the final schmear when it comes out next week. Um, and like we always say, we'll do better next time. And stay toasty out there. Schmear's the Deal is brought to you this week by Tompkins Square Bagels, located in between 10th and 11th on Avenue A in the East Village of New York City, and is produced by Jacob Seawalk and Nick Feynman in association with Team Panther Productions. A special thanks this week to Hannibal Burris and Jerry Seinfeld. Please subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. Or for more information, please visit schmearsthedeal.com.